I'm Larissa, and I want to help you find the best strategy for communicating the magic and wonder of your jewelry brand so you can thrive by doing what you love and filling the world with beauty and creativity. Welcome to the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. Through this podcast, I aim to empower and inspire jewelry entrepreneurs and innovators so they can thrive by doing what they love. I'm passionate about digital marketing for jewelry brands, and I'm excited to share my passion with you. This is episode 83, and today I'm going to discuss why jewelry business owners and leaders should consider being the face of of their brands and then share five best practices for doing so. But first, I wanna tell you about an exciting new promo package that jewelry photographer Alain Simic and I are offering together. You may remember the talented Alain from episode 29. If not, you should definitely go back and listen to that one. So we're currently offering jewelry brands a branding and photography jumpstart, which includes a kickstart vision call, a brand audit, one hour of personalized marketing coaching, an editorial still life mini photo shoot with Alan, the most exciting part in my opinion, and a PDF guidebook that offers best practices for using those images in your marketing campaigns. This is a limited time offer available only to new clients through June 30th. And if you'd like the details, you can visit joyjoya.com promo to learn more. Before I get started with this episode, I also wanted to share some marketing-related articles and research that caught my attention this week. One article from Rob Report truly blew my mind. Apparently, the coronavirus lockdown created a diamond surplus worth billions of dollars with miners of precious gems struggling to unload their inventory. According to this article, quote, Now that business activity is slowly resuming, miners are slashing production in the hopes of getting a better grasp on the overall supply, end quote. I'm definitely curious to see what will happen to the diamond market in the near future. Late last year, and if you hadn't heard, LVMH announced a plan to buy out Tiffany & Company for $16.2 billion. However, in the past few days, given the global pandemic and other concerns about the economy, the deal may actually not go through as planned. Women's Wear Daily reported that at an LVMH board meeting on June 2nd, members were expressing uncertainty. What are some reasons that the deal would still make sense if they do decide to go through with it? For one, according to a Business of Fashion article, Quote, Tiffany would help further establish the group's standing in hard luxury. In addition, Tiffany does remain a global name, and it would also broaden LVMH's operations in the U.S. I'm really looking forward to seeing the outcome of this. Are you wondering how you should be measuring the success of your marketing these days, especially as the country is in the process of rebuilding after the coronavirus lockdowns? Social Media Today recently shared eight marketing metrics that should be your focus this year. They are leads, qualified leads, return on marketing investment, referrals, brand awareness, testimonials and reviews, cost of customer acquisition, and customer lifetime value. How many of these are you currently measuring? 
Notice that none of these metrics involve conversions since as you know, I talk about all the time, marketing is just as much about brand exposure and relationship building as it is about the sale. If you wanna get the links to the articles that I mentioned in this segment of the podcast, you can sign up for my email newsletter by visiting joyjoya.com slash sign up, and you'll get a digest with the links every time a new episode drops. Okay, let's get to the main topic of this episode. After reading a recent article from the Business of Fashion titled, Now's the Time for Brand Founders to Speak Up, Here's How, I was really inspired to consider how jewelry founders and even leaders can be the face of their brand. Especially this year when consumers are craving personal and meaningful relationships with the businesses they support with their dollars, a founder can physically embody a brand's values. Recent research from Sprout Social shows that 70% of consumers feel more connected to a brand when the CEO has an active social media presence. In addition, 72% of consumers report feeling similarly when employees share information about a brand online. Alexandra Mondelec, the writer of this Business of Fashion article that I noticed, notes, quote, many consumers these days want to feel a connection to the brands they shop. If done right, a magnetic personality who seems to share his or her customers' values can share can sell products just as well as a promotion or an ad blitz on Instagram, end quote. Of course, this approach lends itself naturally to eponymous jewelry brands. And what I mean by that is a brand that's named after its founder. One of my favorite examples that's not jewelry specific, but in fashion is Rebecca Minkoff of the global fashion brand that shares her name. Um, I really think that many jewelry brands can really learn a lot from her example. On the brand's homepage currently, if you go to their website, you'll see Rebecca is wearing a top from her own collection, and then the call to action beneath that photo reads, Rebecca's picks discover our founders most love fashion pieces. And her presence doesn't just end with style recommendations, and this is why I really admire her. Rebecca is one of the creators behind the Female Founder Collective, which is an organization dedicated to enabling and empowering female-owned and led companies. Furthermore, she also hosts a podcast called Super Women, and in this podcast, she has interviews with powerful, strong women leaders. It's definitely worth a listen if you haven't checked it out. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, Rebecca used Instagram as a platform for creating community among her customers and followers and sharing a more personal look into her life. I recently heard her in April as an as a guest on the Glossy podcast, and she said, quote, if you look at the feed right now, talking about the Rebecca Minkoff Instagram feed, it's product, it's me, and that's kind of it, because that's what generates revenue and clicks and sales. We're just saying, enough with the other type of franchise or content pillars, we're gonna do what works and what gets the customer excited, end quote. 
While her customers were sheltering in place, Rebecca and her social media team produced content like a Netflix watching party, interactive workouts, and in interviews with influential people about topics that weren't even related to fashion, like fitness or cooking. By being the true voice of her brand, she attracts new customers and helps maintain strong relationships with existing ones. Now that you know about the advantages of being the voice of your jewelry brand, are you interested in playing a more active role in brand messaging? I've got five tips to help you move forward in a strategic and confident way. First, you'll wanna find your platform. Many founders, of course, are using Instagram, especially Instagram Live, as their platform, but you can really choose whatever platform feels most comfortable for you and that makes sense for reaching your target customer base. For example, you can try posting videos on YouTube, podcasting, utilizing Facebook, sharing your thoughts in an upcoming email marketing campaign, blogging, or even participating in an interview with a magazine or other media outlet. You'll also wanna decide if it makes more sense for you to share yourself via your brand's accounts or via your own personal accounts. For example, Kendra Scott, the founder and CEO of her eponymous jewelry brand, shares her personal life on her brand's Instagram feed. In contrast, Fiona Morrison doesn't have an individual presence on the Instagram feed for her brand, Wolf Circus. However, if you look at her own personal account, you'll see that she truly embodies her brand's perspective with her dreamy artistic photos. She may not necessarily be standing for any particular cause, but she's really living the look of her brand. Two, you'll really wanna get in touch with your why. So you already know obviously what you sell, but do you truly know why you're selling it? As a founder or leader, why are you motivated to do what you do? Why do you wanna connect with your customers? What is the purpose of your brand and what are its values? You should know the answers to these questions and you should be seeking ways to actively communicate those answers both directly and indirectly to your customers. If you're interested in exploring this further and you really wanna dig into your why, you should definitely read Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, or at the very least, watch his TED Talk on the subject. Three, let go of perfection. In the past, you may have held back from being an outspoken founder because you worried that you weren't you were worried that you weren't polished enough or that your image wouldn't meet customer expectations, whatever it is. The good news is that most consumers would actually prefer to see the real version of you than the fabricated version. The more real you can be, the more relatable you will be. In that same Business of Fashion article that I referenced earlier, Sarah Larson Levy, the founder of the yoga studio Y7 Studio, admits, quote, Early on when I would do interviews or shoots, I felt like I had to be this picture of health. Once I stopped trying to fit into this mold and avoid mistakes, I found it much easier to find my voice and place as the face of the brand, end quote. As a jewelry business founder, you probably feel the pressure to be fashionable and glamorous and polished at all times, but the true you will actually get a better response from consumers. 
Four, you'll want to work with a professional. If you're not already working with a publicist, public relations agency, communications consultant, or even a marketing agency that specializes in brand communications, you may want to consider investing in this service. This year, brands have had to navigate many sensitive issues, and knowing what to say in a thoughtful way has been difficult for even the most tactful founders. If you want to be sure that your personal image is consistent with your brand identity and that you're living a life that's in alignment with your brand values, then you may want to hire someone to keep you in check. Most of the time, founders are so caught up with the day-to-day minutia of running their businesses that they just can't see the forest for the trees. They need someone outside of the organization to really maintain the big picture. And five, be consistent. More than anything, you'll want to remain consistent. If you hope to be the face of your brand, then you'll need to commit fully to the task and treat it like it's part of your job. Consider scheduling your social media posts or other content that you're hoping to produce. In addition, you'll want to be consistent with your voice and tone. And finally, you'll want to stick to your beliefs and set boundaries regarding how much of your personal life you're willing to share with the public. If your employees or business partners are also outspoken on social media and other platforms, then you'll want to be sure that their messaging remains consistent with your own, even if they're expressing the message in a slightly different way. Knowing your why, being your true self, working with a professional, all these things can help you stay consistent. Just because a founder can be the voice of a brand doesn't mean he or she should immediately jump in the role or that this person should necessarily be doing it. Not everyone is suited for this position and some brands would actually be better off keeping their founders behind the curtain like a Wizard of Oz figure. These days, the pressure is really high on brands to have a position on social and political issues since consumers expect business owners and leaders to be actively engaging with these issues. A founder or a leader needs to be ready to ruffle some feathers and even lose some customers. It's not a task for the faint of heart or the sensitive person. Would you like to be the voice of your brand? Have you hesitated in the past? I'd love to hear about how you currently represent your brand and what you'd like to do in the future. You can always email me, Larissa, L-A-R-Y-S-S-A, at joyjoya.com. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about marketing services for your jewelry brand, visit joyjoya.com, where you can download our free ebook, Proven Conversion Strategies for E-Commerce Jewelry Retailers.